All right, let's get into another episode of the Itty Bitty Podcast. Um, I hope everybody's weekend went well. Um, my guest this week is Michael Millard of Michael Millard Racing. Um, he's a sprint car driver, so we sat down and talked for a little bit about you know racing, how long he's been racing, behind the scenes stuff. Um, so even if you're not a racing fan, I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Um, we just did his racing stream, i racing stream on Facebook. Uh, a couple days ago so you can catch that on his michael millard racing page um but i'm going to tell you the guys i told you guys this last week this is not a racing podcast this is the itty bitty podcast it's anything but and it starts now welcome to the itty bitty podcast So what's going on, Mr. Michael? What up, dude? Thanks for having me. We're hanging out in the semi, in yeah, the rain. Dude. Oh my gosh, it's it's pissing right now. And this is racing season for you, right? <sighs> yeah, it's the it's the crunch time, dude. I'm super busy right now. Like I, I can feel tell. like I don't have time to do anything. I feel yeah, like you I know what tell. I mean. You have a bunch of people running around when I got here, so I I believe it. Yeah, dude. It's it just must like kind of nice for you. Yeah, I mean, it's tight that I get a second to, like, actually talk for a second about whatever, you know what I mean, and get to hang out, but, you know, thoughts are always racing because we're going racing and, like, there's so much to do, like, you know, you can't even start these cars up that we race without having an hour's worth of maintenance and a whole bunch of work, and right. all the work it takes to get there is just insane, man, and then I work a day job. <laughs> yeah, on top of that. Well, I appreciate you doing this for me and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, yeah, dude, thank I, you. I, you probably have at this point, a majority of this will just be your, your followers from your iRacing. So I yeah, dude, seriously, <laughs> at this point, oh my gosh, like iRacing has been <laughs> like blowing my racing up, you know what I mean? It's crazy. That's Michael Millard Racing again. We said it at the beginning, but we'll say it one more time. Yeah, dude, Michael, Michael Millard, Millard Racing. Racing. Follow that on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram at MichaelMillard23 for pretty much all our social media stuff so so we'll get it we'll talk about the the actual racing here in a little bit but while you were waiting for a motor you you've been running i races right yeah dude well honestly i started the i racing before we were waiting for the motor okay because like uh you know i racing for those of you that don't know um it's like a simulator and um there's lots of different classes of cars but one of the simulators on there is sprint cars and so a lot of pro drivers will get on there to practice. And, you know, you have pro drivers, but you also have, like, people who've never driven one who want to. Right. Uh, so a lot of mix and talent there. But um, it's about as real as you can get from, like, actually doing it. And so, um, you know, I was on there practicing in the off season, And I was like, man, like, I have a computer that's power powerful enough to do this. I might as well, like, stream it, too, so people can see, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. And so I started doing that, and at first, like, you know, no one was watching, but now people are watching. <laughs> That's pretty dope. So yeah, you get to do something that you like and that you love and that you can kind of practice, too. Yeah, and, and people get to, like, you know, a lot of people think it's crazy that people watch a video game, but, like, people watch football, and that's a game, too. 
Dude, I wish I, I've gotten into it with my mom before because I've told her that she shouldn't have like put down my dreams of playing video games as a kid yeah. because I could have been it's like huge. that dude Ninja with the blue hair. Dude, I could that could have been so me. Big. I could have made so much money playing video, and I was good too. I'm not very people, good though. anymore. Yeah, though. but like, it's not even just Ninja. Like, a lot of people are making right. a lot of money. Right. You know what I mean? It's and not like just one guy. You know what I mean? It's right. And there's so many different types of games, and you can get into it, and it's just crazy. it's pretty nuts. So you, I mean, and you have a kind of built yourself a little bit of an audience in this type of yeah, video dude. game. Exactly. Because it's a video. I mean, that it is. is a I game. didn't really think about that until it's a game, you had dude. me play it. I mean, I was pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... I wasn't. <laughs> you don't have to lie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I mean... Yeah, you don't you have to lie right. to me. Yeah, I mean... Um, no, dude. I mean, it's 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 a tough thing to say because, like, what's good at that? Like, it's hard to define your success. Like, you know, you've never raced anything before, you know? So to be able to go and make a lap on the simulator is pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... It's tough to do that if you don't even know what's going on. So, you know, to get in there and, like, rip it really hard. You know, me, I've been practicing for a long time. So, for me, it's almost expected. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, it's tough. Some of those people on the Internet, man, like, as you may learn in your time, like, people can get pretty ruthless. You know what right. I mean? And people will find a way to rip you apart for no reason, like, off a slight mistake or something you say or whatever. But it's just, like yo, this is just a video game at the end right. of the day. And like, you know, Connect. you don't have your full game face on, you're having fun, but it's, it's just crazy how, right. how it all works out, dude. It's like a video gaming slash podcast almost. It's weird. Right. Dude, and you know? video <laughs> gaming is like kind of one of the most toxic, like when I used to game online, like I used to game online, online more, um, but just being online for the few times I did, like I had to stop wearing headsets because people yeah, would just people like, you berate you. Suck. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> come on, man, I'm just I, like I'm trying to play too. Like I don't need the abuse, but it's bad. So, but yeah. I'm not like you know, it didn't yeah. really get me. The worst was when I was like got beat by a kid in Madden. Like you're getting beat by an 11 year old on PS2 who's like running around you with Michael Vick and shit. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, and they're like. <laughs> they just be talking all this trash and are like, dude, I've been at work all day. You've been right? sitting on the couch. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's Especially crazy. In the summertime, but yeah, it's funny too now. Cause like the stream has got to the point where like everyone who I'm racing against knows that I have a stream. And if I'm racing, oh. I'm probably live. So like sometimes I'll have a situation where like I'll kick someone for doing something crazy during the, during the race or whatever. And then, um, they'll they'll come onto my stream and like start freaking out like why'd you kick me or whatever and i'm like dude you caused like three cautions like i don't know what to say <laughs> you know and you got to be cool the whole time but they'll straight out just seek out the stream and you're putting up your own money for some of these you were saying oh yeah so i racing i mean it's not a lot right but like i racing you have to pay to host a session right so like they have they have races that they host. They call them official races, and they have different series with official races. I typically always do the 360 because that's what I race. So like, I'll get super competitive about that. But all the other stuff, I'm like, I I treat it like a video game. You know what right. I mean? As much as of a simulator as it is, like I treat it like a video game right. at the same time. Um, so it's just like, it's crazy, man. Like you you get in there and they have these races. If you miss them. Um, and there aren't any races, there's no content to stream. Right. And that's what I've kind of built this audience around. 
So then I have to pay to host a session right. and like to have enough time to do it. It's normally about a dollar every time, which isn't okay. a lot. But if you're live three hours and you wreck out of your race right at the beginning that you just spent a dollar on, right. you got to get out and make another one. Right. So, um, I've had some streams that cost like 20 bucks. I've had some that cost like five bucks because we're racing the whole time and competitive and on average, you know, they don't. I normally run like five races because I'm right. not wrecking out all the time. Right, exactly. But I've had some bad nights too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I mean, everybody's off sometimes. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Basically, you're practicing at the same time, yeah. so it's not like well, the the I'm not I'm I mean I'm gonna be honest right now with your fans because your fans are like let's be honest it's majority of your fans at this point because <laughs> this is a, this is the first official I mean this is the first episode that's gonna go actually on air. Yeah, your so. podcast is pretty new to the game, but I'm yeah. liking it, dude. Like you rolled up here, you got a pretty official little recording setup. You got the yeah. boom mics on deck like the rain i didn't stop, even i was like dude i was ready i was like man i might have to get my mic down <laughs> hook my stuff up figure this out like you know, no i've been working fresh, on this for about no, a dude, year came prepped. yeah i've been working on it for about a year so thank you i appreciate you again doing it but the reason so i'm not i'm not huge into racing um but the the thing that i liked about you was the way that you talked about racing it was more the thing I liked and I enjoyed talking to you about talking about racing like for sure um you were just it was something that you could tell you were like you just knew that that's what you were supposed to do and like this is what you I mean you, you work like. another I mean, job but that's you I mean that's to basically do this <clears throat> yeah you know? pretty much like yeah I put all my time and effort into it and like I've been doing it for so long the thing about it is like you know I've been racing since I was seven years old so at this point to quit doing it feels like I'm doing myself a disservice. Like it feels weird, but mentally I feel like I just can't let that happen. I've worked too hard to be good at something and I am good at something. So I basically do my best to get sponsors and make it happen and like market myself. And like, um, if I ever fall short, like I always have a job. So I'm like sure to like have some money to fall back on and, buy whatever I need to keep going racing you know what I mean so sometimes it's tough I'm not rich by any means like my dad's not out here paying for this stuff you know right. what I mean like right a lot of people kind of come from money so you don't see like a lot of people talk about how like sprint car drivers aren't marketed well enough and they only market like the big dogs that are all daddy's money but there are a lot of people that come from money in this sport and that's inevitable right um at this point um and they don't need to market themselves. Yeah. Because they got it. They got it already. That's it. Right. So. Because that's ultimately, it's mean the sponsorships are to pay for the racing, to pay for right. the next one. and Right. So for me, it's like, I'm just trying to think of ideas that people haven't thought of yet and like run a stream and like show people like I'm practicing and I'm right. out here trying to do it. And like, if you're trying to see your company out here, let me know because we can work something out type of thing. Right. Well, your and, social um, media skills are on point for sure. I'm trying, I mean, dude. It's, it, trying. I mean, it's it's a skill. It's not. It's something you have to learn, and I'm starting to learn that. Like I, I got got into MySpace when it first came out. Like, yeah. fuck, you know, fucking Tom was my friend back Jeez, in the day, and Tom. then MySpace, <laughs> MySpace. Like, Tom. I always wanted to know what he's doing in that his profile pic. I think he was jerking off. He's That's got, what everybody says, but at the same time, it's hard to say. But at the same time, I don't know. It's hard to say he wasn't. We don't have proof. Crazy. Yeah. 
Who's to say? I bet you he you could but he would be an easy interview. I bet I bet you we could get MySpace Tom. For <laughs> just sure. like hey, hey, I'm MySpace Tom. Like uh, I don't know. There's not much left to say after that. I don't know, dude. We're gonna find out MySpace Tom is dead after this, I'm dude. Sure. It's just tough. Like there's so many old things that like came and went, but like Tumblr's like a classic. You know, what do you like, mean? What's that mean? Like, I mean, like, Tumblr's so big. Like, oh, if Tumblr. You, yeah. You're talking about all the online. The I thought online you were, Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, like, okay. So, all right. I'm we just talking about, like, in else. terms of, like, older social media right, things. Right, 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 right. Um, there's, like, Tumblr. There's, like, MySpace. Um, like, I don't know. Tumblr was so much simpler, but it's, like, feels so much more vintage and classic now that it's, like, bigger to talk about now. But MySpace is just like the redheaded stepkid of Tumblr, even though it was kind of better than I don't know. Well you forgot it's like weird. MySpace was dope. Like you basically yeah, you could pimp out your page. Yeah, dude. you put like you you designed your page, you put yeah. your pictures up, you yeah. you rated you had your friends competing. You like, had song playlists on deck on this little widget so people knew yep. what you were listening like, to oh, all this the is time. what I'm fucking with the, right now. Like, right I now put yep. this out. Like now you got to do like a podcast, which that's a good plug straight for up. My you other had podcast. friends trying to be cooler than each other to get jumped on your fucking right. friends listed thing. Right. You know hey, what man, I mean? I'll give you some gas money this time. You know, I'll, I'll go. I'll take you. I'll wash your car, man. Like, no, nah, you're not getting that. Except for when I, I was at that time, they'd be like, yo, why is that one bitch Kylie up at number <laughs> two now? And now you got me a number four. I'm like, Damn. <laughs> I, I just kept Tom like at number that. one, you know. <laughs> that way there was no fighting. I just was like, yo, Tom, the homie Tom is number one. So every anything else is second place, so it doesn't really matter at this yeah, point. So for real. Um but as far as like the other social media stuff goes, so you're just doing the streaming and then you're working on a website as well. Yeah, man. So <clears throat> basically like the stream's getting pretty big and when I go to the racetrack, like I don't know, my car's pretty cool. Uh, so like I always have a lot of little kids coming up and checking it out and their parents are super into it and everyone wants to see some sort of merch and some place that they can buy my merch. And mm. I've never really taken it too serious, but now it's like I can't do anything without people asking about where or when they could get something get like t-shirts. And yeah. And, and so I'm just like, man, I got to do something. And even though it's super tough for me to like at this point, even pay for all this racing stuff i'm like if i just set aside some money one time to get a good amount of stuff quality stuff for people i think it'll just take care of itself you know and i'll just keep that money reoccurring right. in clothes and merch and stuff and um i don't know i i hope that turns into like some gary v sort of stuff you know what i mean like i'm trying to just get flipping clothes off the racing thing and right. get a cool merch line going you gotta get a slogan man Something. You gotta get a cool slogan. Yeah, but it can't you. be if you ain't first or last. It can't be right. Like I mean, it Bobby, can't be right? anything. Like that. <laughs> and it can't be like anything real aggressive. It can't be like eat my dick or anything. <laughs> like that. <laughs> eat my dick, number twenty three. Yeah, like I don't water. know, dude. Like it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would have for like a slogan, but I just know I want to do something really cool, and I've been working on it. And I already have little things going on, and like a couple of things to the site that people are going to be able to just hop on and get. Um, P.S com. check it out um it's just it's turning out to be pretty sick it, yeah it's been a slight work in progress but it's turning out to be it's pretty tough, sick stuff doing a website i mean you know you gotta it takes patience it's tedious too it's dude not, i've been so busy though i haven't even like had time to do it i've been doing it at work right so yeah. when they hear this i'm sorry i only did it when there were absolutely no one in there <laughs> otherwise i was doing my thing <laughs> 
well, we don't we don't need to. <laughs> yeah, we'll just skip over that. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit. We talked a little bit about like, you know, the merch side of stuff. We talked about, um, you know, just kind of the the not really necessarily the why yet of racing. But um, I, I guess how long have you been racing? Since I was seven. So seven. at this point. You can like, race I'm when you're 24. seven? Yeah, man. What were you racing? You like, can race when you're five. Like Tonka trucks and shit? No, dude, like actual motorized vehicles. So they have they have this organization that's called uh, QMA, the Quarter Midgets of America. It's an association that's nationwide for children ages 5 to 16 to not only learn how to race, but race competitively. Like, it's very serious. They mm-hmm. have, like, national races, like, all over the country, uh, like a little, like, five main races a year that are national that everybody goes to that is anybody in that sort of situation at the time right um then they have regional series i think there's like 13 or 14 regions across the nation that these kids race at and so then those series will have like 12 races and then you'll have like eight local races a year so i mean you can race about 20 or 25 shows as a five-year-old 16-year-old kid right which is a lot and we pretty much ran all of them when I was, um, you know, seven to 13. That's what I was doing. Right. Um, so that was like six years, um, of just solid grinding. And is that the only thing that you're doing? Like you're not doing double duty with like football or like you're just, no. So, well, I was doing double duty with racing too. So the thing about that and that sport is you weren't confined to just running one car as a child. Okay. So we owned multiple cars. Okay. And I would race two cars each day. Hmm. So really it was like running at those 25 shows, like running 50 shows. Right. The national races would take like five days to run as well. So there would be one on the east side, one on the west side, and then a dirt national, which would be random. One in Las Vegas called the Winter Nationals and then Thunder on the Mountain in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. So... All summer, I'd be doing those, like, crazy. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know. Yeah, no time for sports at all. Right, Because I bet. then you're just either traveling everywhere and living out of, like, a little camper is what we right. lived out of. We didn't have a motorhome. We just had our truck with a camper on it and a small trailer. Um, but, yeah, just traveling a ton then. Um, and, yeah, when... You're seven years old, it's crazy, too, because you never had to take anything serious at that point. Right. Well, how fucking fast were you going at age seven? Like, at seven, I was only doing, like, 25. But oh, okay. Like, You're not going, like, yeah, 25, 30 miles an hour. Yeah, but I was doing around, like, 60-ish on, it's like a 120th of a mile track, right. so very small. And I was doing around 60 when I was, like... 11 12 oh, and 13 it's pretty fast so, for like that age yeah you and know? you're like one inch off the ground right cart. right you're moving because <laughs> that's like one of the things you have to do to get a license when you're like 16 is how can you get on the highway and not kill everybody around you yeah for real it was it was pretty crazy man but like the craziest thing was having to take stuff serious i think right like, because when you're that young you don't have to take anything serious like right. normally when you're like even like 10 you're just learning like your dad's like getting up in your face about things, you know right. what I mean, like sports or whatever. Seeing how the way to where, like, the world works and shit. Yeah, too. to where when I'm seven years old, my dad's like, "Yo, I'm making an investment, and if we're not here to win, we ain't doing it." Right. Go out there and hold the gas pedal down, do your job. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so we we did say real quick about like 
Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights, and they do kind of have that character, like where he's, you know, when he says, "If you're not first, you're last." Is yeah. that like, is that kind of what it was? Is like, all right, if you're gonna do this, like, you better, you know. I mean, it wasn't like if you ain't first, you're last, but like, my dad was definitely at that stage there to win. And like the thing about a lot of the, you know, racing against kids is like, he'd be like, there are a lot of mistakes that are being made out there that like, you should be able to read and easily like overcome right right like it's not like you're racing the best of the best like once right. you get to the level of sprint cars it's like everyone who races a sprint car has been like a winner at something at one point for the most part and if they're very very new to sprint car racing those guys will kind of be around the back right at local shows but anyone who's going to big shows and like making main events like they're they've been racing forever and so you know it at that level where everyone's a bunch of kids and no one's done anything, you know, he's like, if you want to be one of those guys, you need to learn to read people and find their mistakes and like just overcome. Right. So basically, um, we took it very seriously. And at first I did really good when I was seven. Then when I was eight and like got out of the novice class, the very beginner and got into the more intermediate steps, I started getting waxed really super bad. My dad did not like that. <laughs> like, he'd get so angry, and he would be like, I'm about to sell everything if you don't go out there and win this next race. Like, right. he'd get so mad, yeah. and I'd come through in those moments, and he'd be like, if you can come through under the pressure, then you can come through all the time. <laughs> right. So I started, like, really coming through, like, years, like, three forward um, in the, you know, quarter midget days. Then I moved up to a stock car when I was 13, baby grand stock car. So okay. it's like a two-third scale late model. Um, and that thing was pretty fast. It was like 1,200-pound miniature late model that had 200 horse. It was like an FJ1200 uh, Yamaha street bike motor. So it went pretty good. Um, and, like, when I was 15, I was, like, the youngest driver to win a track championship at South Sound Speedway. Okay. Um, so, like, super good stats in that. Won a lot of races. And I just got tired of the pavement racing, and I wanted to go dirt racing, so we got a midget, and then kind of ran that for a while. My dad uh, stepped away after a couple of years of that because it's just really tough to go racing all the time. Right. And, like, my dad, you know, he wants to do a lot of family things, and for someone to go racing, it takes a lot of sacrifice. So, um, yeah, he just kind of backed out of that, and I had to take some years to get money and get sponsors together and show people like you know i've done a lot of great things i just need some people to help fund the situation and so we got it rolling again and we've been rolling pretty good ever since yeah so it's been good yeah and well i mean you have dope your all your color schemes are dope for your car so that's what stuck out to me right away was like I saw all the designs of everybody's car. I'm like, dude, th- your your car looks the nicest. I mean, for me, like, I think we had a conversation about this briefly. Like, that that's what I would, like, if I was at a race and I saw all the cars, I'm like, oh, that's the one that I would Thank go you, with because I don't know. Yeah, so shout you know. out to Fusion Graphics, though, because he always comes through. If anyone out there, like, yeah, is looking it, for sick graphics for anything. It's amazing. Check out that car. For that anything. Like, they, really wrap, nice. they wrap city buses. They wrap automobiles, like, anything, like, if you have a car and you even want to protect the paint, these guys have like a film they can put on and like anything. These guys are insane. Wow. And I don't know. They're just super tight to work with. I love those guys. The car looks really nice. Yeah. Um, so what what's ahead um, in the future 
for like where where are you gonna where do you see racing taking you oh man at this point like i really love what i'm racing i love sprint car racing i just want to be on the road more often or like maybe get like paid a little bit more to do so it. there's different safe to say then from that comment that there's like there's different fan bases in different regions and well, there's just like a touring series that gets like the most recognition, I guess. It's called okay. the ASCS National Tour. And these guys just, they're always on the road. They run like the most races per year. Um, they have the most skilled drivers and they see like some of the bigger sponsor money. Okay. Uh, because it's national exposure rather than like a regional right. or like a Western exposure. Like I offer, like right now I'm pretty much just Western. Um, the iRacing kind of gives me a national exposure, but not nationally at tracks. So if we could find a sponsor that wanted to get more national exposure, we could easily go to her. Cause like, you know, we're filming this podcast inside of my semi truck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can live out of my, my situation as far as, you know, what hauls my car and, right. you know, I can carry enough parts to build cars, um, it's just finding a sponsor that wants that national exposure and then we can go around the nation and just race more. And if you race more, you get more checks. You know, if I can only race one time a week, um, you know, I only have one opportunity to get right. a check. And if I'm paying for the entire car, then the check goes back to the car. But if we find a sponsor that wants a national exposure and is willing to cover the cost of doing that, then the checks can kind of go towards the crew and the driver more. And, um, you race more so you just stack more checks yeah so what about international is that something that they ever like so like yeah so like in the winter time in the united states um you know nothing's going on it's raining and there's no racing on dirt tracks in the rain but australia it's the summertime opposite side of the world so uh they're having sprint car racing over there so some of the best of the best will get opportunities to go race across the world and race in Australia during the winter time here, so they okay. can keep it rolling. That's pretty dope. I've met a couple Aussies, and I'm like trying to swing deals, but at the same time, you know, I'm just getting my ball rolling and getting known in more places. Right, so. just get your name out there at this point. Exactly, you know. exactly. Like when you're not sprint car racing, as far as dirt track racing, and it's sad to say, uh, but people don't really pay as much attention. You know, like people mainly care about wing sprint car racing and like there's one big modified tour in washington the washington state modified tour uh people care about that a good amount out here but pretty much nationally like the biggest fan base for dirt racing um comes from sprint car racing okay um so can you tell oh i remember what i was gonna ask you so before so you're getting ready to to have a race what what music are you listening to to get pumped up for oh that? dude i listen to really hood some really hood shit really really hood shit That's right like my alley yeah i don't know dude like i don't know a lot of people listen to rock but me i'll be listening to like the baby kevin gates kevin gates yeah uh ybn corday okay i like him um yeah like Nipsey Hustle, RIP. Uh, I've always been Nipsey, listening yeah. to a lot I love of Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle, yeah. I had just kind of recently got into Nipsey. Um not that not too recently, a couple of years ago, but like I, <clears throat> I yeah, that was crazy. I Honest to God, that. I I got into Nipsey Hustle the day after Victory Lap dropped. Mm. Um a good buddy of mine, his name's uh Riley. Um we were hanging out 
and he was like, have you heard Nipsey's new album? And I was like, no, I haven't. I honestly don't really listen to him. And he was like, it reminds me of you because it's called Victory Lap. Oh, and he's yeah, all, Victory you know, Lap. Nipsey Hussle always talked about it's a marathon, right? not a sprint. Exactly. I race sprint cars and like, you know, sometimes I'd get like tunnel vision and think that like, if I don't make this next race or, you know, when my motor blew up, I was like, oh man, I'm devastated because I don't know when my next race is going to be. Right. But, you know, like Nipsey Hussle would be like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you got to keep grinding after whatever it is. Right. For me, it's a race car. Like, you know, we come from a different culture, really. But to get what I want, I have to grind super hard. I'm always super busy because right. I always have a lot of moving pieces. Like, I got a stream going. I keep a day job that, like, you know, will at least keep a steady revenue stream. Right. And then I try to go racing. Um, and I, I race a pretty good amount. Like I've raced in the past four weeks. I think I've raced five or six times. Yeah. So, you know, a couple double headers, just always doing something. Always working. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just ran dirt cup in a midget the week before that ran a wing show then a wingless sprint car show wing car show before that. And like, so I guess like. Yeah, five and four four weeks. Yeah. It's that then, time. You're just yeah. always busy. And then before that, I had like a week off. And then before that, I was like blowing up my own motor. <laughs> um, so you said you you want to go more on the road. So my other question that I, I was going to ask you before was um, like, what's, let's talk about some stories from the road. Let's Like some crazy shit? Yeah, if we can talk about if we can if shit that we can talk about. Yeah, whatever I mean, we can talk about. I mean, I've had about. a couple of crazy shits happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'd not imagine. gonna like. I won't name specific. No, you don't have to name any names or, or any names planes. Or anything, yeah, you can just like. Yeah, I remember one time we were headed to a pretty big race, and um, we got there pretty early, and um, the track that we got to it had like a bunch of cars just stacked up in the middle of the track because they were gonna have like some. It was either like a demo derby or a monster truck show or something crazy at the track. They always do these weird shows in the middle of the track on off weekends when there isn't like big car racing right. just to generate revenue. And we were having a having a couple of drinks and, um, you know, they had the car stack probably about like 13 or 14 cars high in the dead center. And they just piled them there with some sort of like excavator or something. I don't know with a claw. And my buddy was like, man, it would be crazy if we were all drinking and inside of that car, right? Oh, damn. And it's super high up. Like, my semi-truck is pretty tall. Right. My trailer's pretty tall. And it's, this stack of cars is taller than that. Like, we had to go over, like, honestly, probably, like, six or seven cars stacked up. Right. One after the other. So, it was pretty high up. It was, like, higher than my semi-truck. Probably seven or eight, honestly. The top was sketchy. And we climbed up there, and we were literally sitting inside of that car just, like, having a couple of beers. And we thought that was the funniest thing. And we didn't notice how high up it was. Right. And because, I mean, <laughs> we were having fun. Right. And, um, yeah, we got down from there. And um, the next morning when it was sunny out, we, like, looked at it. And we are like, oh, my gosh, we should not have done that. It was super high up. You didn't realize 
Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It seems like after really great events or great races, everybody is like super jacked up and just wants to talk about it. And, you know, you have so much adrenaline when you get right. done. Like the adrenaline doesn't wear off until like 3 a.m. So you're not going to sleep before then anyway. Dang. So, um, so you'll be up till the sun comes up a lot of say, times. Yeah. But it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like that's what you love to do. So, And you get, you get to meet a lot a lot of cool people like i signed two kids as foreheads last week and that's like i don't know i think that's crazy they were probably pumped <laughs> they were super pumped i i told them too i was like yo i need to grab a highlighter so your mom doesn't like come find me after this because if i do this in sharpie and you got to go to school like that she's gonna kill me right oh so you did it in highlighter yeah that's i did funny. it in a in a pen that i knew would wash off because right. i didn't I didn't want to like Sharpie sticks, man. Sticks like they were all about it. They wanted it. They kept like they straight begged me to do it in Sharpie, and I was like, "No way!" Like, if your mom is like even a fraction of as crazy as my mom was, and moms are crazy, right? She's coming out here to try and beat my ass. (laughs) Sign in your head in Sharpie. Yeah, for sure. My mom, like, if someone's yeah, my if. My head was signed by someone. My mom would go beat their ass, whoever they is. Um, so you want to <laughs> hear a, a funny story about Sharpie? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so we used to, I'm not going to name any names again, but like, you know, my crew of friends, I've, I've had the same group of friends since I was like, you know, two, and like my best friend I've known since I was two or three. <clears throat> so we all kind of grew up together. Um, uh, we met this guy he was from a different town came and um you know started hanging out with us and we were from like more of an urban area you know we weren't in like we were more like hood adjacent you know we were like you could go anywhere and and you could either be in like a nice area or you could be in like the project so you could Mm -hmm. go either way Mm -hmm. so we had this guy and he used to be he used to think that like where we lived brockton was just like the worst place that you could actually you could go Mm -hmm. um so he was always trying to dip out and, you know, he was just kind of, I don't really talk to him much anymore. He just stopped talking to me all of a sudden and we were cool for a while and it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, but anyway, the moral of the story. So this is what happened. Um, we were, I think it was the night before Easter Sunday and he passed out early. And of course, you know, you don't pass out early, yeah, especially when you're constantly like giving a shit about Did being hood kids his, and shit. Did like you leave his shoes on too? Probably, yeah. I Damn. mean, this was so long ago. So we knew Rip. we knew the type of dude R. that he was. <laughs> he gone. That's the kind of dude he was. Yeah, dude. And so this dude, he used to, when we first met him, like... Wait, we, first off, how many Sharpies did did this operation take? I just need to know that Well, right let, me, let me start by saying, let me... Because this, this part's kind of important. Um, because when we first met him, he... Like, we had to tell him to cut his hair. Like, he, he was... He had Warm never up. hung out with people that were, like, close to, like, an urban area. He was kind of from out in the sticks. He had his haircut literally made him look like he had a dick. Like he had a buzz cut, but it was like a buzz cut with a bowl. So like all you had to do is cut the top like slit and it would look like he had a, a literal dickhead. Um, wow. So <laughs> just to give you an idea. He so had we, it bad enough. I don't even know how you could have the heart to mess <laughs> with a guy like this. Because he was dude. he was very selfish, man. He was always like leaving <laughs> his places and shit. And like, oh my God. Uh, you know, I mean, we fucked him over a couple times, too. But uh <laughs> so this dude falls asleep early and i decide i'm like all right i'm gonna we it was easter sunday the next day and we knew he was the type of dude to just get up and go like he wasn't gonna get up and and look in the mirror and like brush his teeth he's just gonna get up and shoot out the door yeah so we start i started and we're like pretty drunk at this point you know we're i think we're teenagers at this point pretty hammered 
um, but probably a little bit stoned. Um, and so he's passed out and I, we start drawing on his face with Sharpie and we covered his fucking face, like covered his face. There's oh my dicks come like there was Jesus. like, pe- like, you know, gay, like anything that you could write on there. We wrote, but so we almost <laughs> had him like, right. We covered his fucking face covered. Like it looked like he was like Lil Wayne, we, like fucking Damn, face tattoos and shit. Oh um, my gosh. And so, but we, he was, okay. So then he gets up the next morning, he's about to dip out and just go right out the door. Like the plan is about to work. But one of my buddies, my buddy gets drunk and he like he takes it a step too far so what he did was he he painted his nose the top of his nose completely black so when he woke up he saw the black on his nose and that's what tipped him off and he went and like he still had hella shade sharpie man like it's not coming off dude that's why i told those kids (laughs) so he had to go to easter service with his family and his face was well maybe that's why he stopped talking to us dude you're going to hell for that i just (laughs) read You're going to hell. I just like figured do that shit. And I I was, I mean, we were a kid, but then I just answered by Easter. It was, yeah. We just answered my own question. Like, why does this dude stop not talk to me anymore? We just figured it out. I wouldn't think about that too hard. We just came on that revelation on this show. So I guess I figured that out. He, um, Maybe he I was definitely a dick. fucking hates you for that. Probably, but fuck him. I don't care. That's my <laughs> that's my attitude. That fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That's so. Uh... Um. But anyway, so any other good stories from the road? Because I oh, I want to talk a little bit about something else after. Yeah, I I won't say what when. But after one of my first wins on the big track, one of my like first big track wins, um, this guy comes up to me and like, you know, when you win, that's where everyone goes. After the races, everyone can go into the pits. You know, it's just wide open and people can come come get autographs from the drivers and get merch or whatever. Um, And typically when you win, everyone comes to your trailer. Obviously, people want to meet the winner. Um, And this guy comes up to me and, um, you know, I was with another crowd, um, and he had come up to my crew chief, excuse me, at the time at first they had chatted and they call me over. And as soon as I get there, this lady flashes me. And the first thing her husband says to me is, boy, the way you drove tonight, I wanted to come over here and show you my wife's tits. Oh, my God. And I was like, how is it that that's the first fucking thing that you thought? Like, what about hi? Like, you or did nice well. to meet you. Yeah. Here's my <laughs> wife's good job. Tits. Like, that was, I was like, I was so caught off guard and I didn't even say anything. Like, I was just like, uh, uh, like, I was weirded out because I didn't. It was cool, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, right. I was not expecting that. Were they nice and, at least? Well, everyone was just laughing at me. <laughs> Everyone's just laughing. They're like, he doesn't know what to do. And I'm yeah, like, obviously, right. like, what am I supposed to do? Right. I thought that was going to take a turn. Like, I thought he, his wife was going to show you her titties and he was going to be like, boy, don't be looking at my wife's titties. <laughs> yeah, no. He straight up was like, the first thing I want like, to do. this is my idea. He's like, after how you drove tonight, I wanted to show you my wife's tits. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, like he totally took credit for her flash. And then I was just, I was like, okay, well, nice to meet you. Did you bust out a Sharpie or what? Uh, No, I didn't. I didn't have one on me. And honestly, I was pretty in shock. Like typically I have signed. You're in titty you know, shock. I've had a tit sign before, but it was like, will you sign? And like, they didn't pull them out. It was just like on top of their 
like it was on the cleavage out of the top right. of the cut. Like it's not like most girls just walk around and do that. It's right. not like that crazy. That's why that story is so crazy. Right. That, that even I didn't happened. see that. I was that, like, what that, the yeah, hell? I thought that was taking a different turn. Yeah. So like thank you, you would, for that. I thought I was about to get socked in the mouth. I thought I just got baited into something and then that happened. I was like, what the hell? Just keep talking. That sun's coming in. I'm going to I'm gonna put on sunglasses and oh, sit right, here in the cabin. Sure. looks super sure. cool, but you can keep talking for a minute. So uh, what I wanted to talk, go into next before I start searching for my sunglasses here in the cab of this truck um, is so part of this podcast is we're going to talk about like different things that that we kind of like to geek out about like we know what you're super passionate about we know that you're like you're super into racing yeah you've built this awesome social media following that's probably going to just keep growing um but like what do you like to geek out besides racing like do you like to play games do you like to um do you like to watch like movies comic books like what type of stuff do you do you like to do yeah so i mean also besides the eye racing too because the eye racing is you know basically more racing (laughs) um yeah i like everything behind the computer itself and like my um you know building the computer and honestly like i bought my computer used it wasn't really like good enough to stream at first but i upgraded a couple of things and got that like gtx 1080 graphics card um and like i don't know i it still needs a couple other things but i've been really interested in like learning about my computer and also like like you said, social media kind of takes kind of some skill. Right. And, like, even though my social media game has been getting better and I've been, like, grinding in that aspect as well, I feel like there's a lot to learn. You yeah. Know? And, like, there's a lot of tips and tricks out there, and if you can try to implement all of them, you're only better off. So I just keep trying to learn about how to say something and have people hear it. Right. And, like, have it be effective. And so that like, it just helps my racing. And also at the same time, because my social media is getting bigger, like I've been trying to say important stuff that other people are saying, but like try to help give them a voice for it. You know what I mean? Like that's the cool thing about the stream is it's so one-on-one people can just like shout something out or talk about something or like maybe their racing isn't that good, but they have killer runs consistently right and they're always commenting that on my stream i just want to shout them out because it's like if they're good they're good like right. maybe they're not on their social media game as solid as i am but i show them the shout out i show them the love and that helps grow my social media page and like it it's just a good mutual respect i just like i think more people need to do it like um not a lot of people do as much marketing as I'm doing in the game that I'm doing. So, do you have you ever seen the show Black Mirror? Kind of. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some episodes it's of it. It's kind of like if you haven't seen it, it's kind of like Twilight Zone like with new technology. Yeah, each and episode's shit. like a new story. Some shit's right. weird though. It gets really bizarre. I've seen bizarre. some that like I'll start and it's so weird. I'll just be like, "Nope, I'm changing the whole show." Right. <laughs> I'm right. changing the whole show. It, it's like I, yeah, it freaks me out some of that shit cuz it's like this is shit that could really happen. Um, but some's the, pretty spot on, dude. Yeah. But the reason I'm asking, that's what the reason I bring it up is because you do i racing. And so right now, I mean, you get a pretty like basic setup for your i racing you've got like one of the old school like it used it looks like the thing you used to put down for mario kart and shit where you would put it on the thing and it was basically like a little steering wheel but you kind of have that little setup with all your monitors and shit but 
what do you think as far as like as iRacing progresses do you think it's going to get where do you see the future going as far as technology goes with with iRacing it's going to be insane i think because they already have vr headsets so you can like immerse yourself they already have motion pads that you can mount your actual racing seat to and it'll move your seat as if you're in the car so and they also have rigs i mean my setup is pretty minimal because like i said all that stuff costs a lot of money and i put a lot of my money into my racing and trying right. to keep that afloat um and the the setup that i do have already is almost like around five thousand dollars so to me i mean i don't know about you guys but five thousand dollars is a lot of money yeah, it's a lot of money so for me you know i I, I can't really justify spending too much more on that if I'm not taking it like 100% serious or it's not making a whole bunch of money. Right. Though it is starting to make money, which is cool. Yeah, you get the, the what is it, stars? Stars, yeah. Stars. So like every star is one cent, which isn't shit. But well, you had uh, people like out, trying to outbid each other the other day, right? Yeah, dude. I mean like, yeah, one one of the most recent streams I just had someone by themselves donated 19,000 stars. Damn. That's like $190. Damn. I mean, that's to for... me. And Facebook takes a cut, so that's right, they probably sure. spent 200 bucks. And I mean for like i racing and, and building your brand and I mean, yeah, and then that money just gets that re- time, you know, you gets just, reinvested, you know. You get to play video games while you're doing it. Yeah, and like it's tight. I'm like playing video games and this money's kind of stacking into this account. And I'm literally just going to reinvest every single dollar of that back into the racing and the merch, really. Like, right. it's going, that account basically is my starting merch account. Right. And I'm going to, every dollar that comes out of that, I'm going to buy shirts with. And just or kinda, I'm going to buy, yep, buy shirts with, buy, like, I just ordered a bunch of wristbands. I have Mike Millard, like, silicone wristbands, stickers. Like, I'm trying to have Mike Millard sunglasses that oh, are, okay. like, the same like two-tone scheme is my car right um you know so you can be swagged out the shirt the wristband the glasses like and be matching though not right, some right. bullshit you should make a deal with like one good. of the sneaker companies something you know, and get some get some custom mike it's hard though because michael jordan's got that 23 shit wrapped right. up so yeah, i gotta find something yeah and then lebron too they both yeah, are 23 dude. yeah for real so but you got the alliteration going you got the the, the mm michael Millard. Millard, yeah maybe they can know. do something kind of rolls off the tongue something yeah it's not bad you know it's easy to kind of say and yeah, you got to have alliteration in your name if you're trying to be a race car a driver. Racer. Yeah, if it doesn't sound cool over the microphone, just fucking like go home. Chet <laughs> Williamson. Like, who the fuck yeah. brought Chet? Like, get the fuck it out of here, It just gets man. quiet after that. Right. Said. They're like, how the fuck do you say that? <laughs> who let him in, man? Who is this guy? Um, so when you're on the road, like what... I mean, you're driving, obviously, a majority of the time, but what, you probably have some downtime in between, and are you, Sometimes, like... Sometimes. It depends on, like, the extent of it. Like, if you're just doing a local show, which, like, my past, you know, last year I blew up a couple motors. The beginning of this year has been kind of local, but, like, you know, we did Dirt Cup. Uh, there's a Speed Week coming up in California. We may be running. We also may go to the ASCS... Um, there's a couple of races in Montana. They're doing like four races in two weeks in Montana. So it's like pretty good when you have a lot of races in one spot in a short right. amount of time because it's easier to kind of stack some checks there. Um, so I don't know. We're going to probably do that. But yeah, it's just like it depends on 
the the situation in the race like I'll have some downtime but typically if you have downtime and you're rolling around you got work to do too right you gotta get the ready right so like when we just went to dirt cup we were there for multiple days but when we weren't racing we were just washing the car and then when we weren't washing the car working on it we were either driving there or driving back right to then maintenance and get ready for this weekend at the fred brownfield which i've uh i've had the pleasure of being a part of the number nine simmons motorsports team which um you've probably seen but this week they're trying to focus on their number one car i've been running like the backup car and the equipment on it isn't like super top tier so um they're kind of just like focusing on making the good car run as good as possible so i'm kind of just more crew helping out sean rice running that car but you know he's he's the reason why i had the opportunity in the first place so it's awesome to like be able to kind of thank him as best as i can with some hands-on help and try and help put him in victory lane for you know, having, you know, him having gotten me that ride and filling in all the spare time while I was waiting for that motor to right. get back, you know what I mean? Because I've just been just waiting for that motor to get done from Donaut Racing Engines in Pennsylvania to be able to go racing again. Just getting ready, yeah. Yeah, but I'm about to have a ripper. It gets here Tuesday. I'm stoked. Yeah, it's been how long you've been waiting for it? Six weeks. Six weeks, and then that's just time you can spend waiting basically <laughs> yeah i mean like it, it was supposed to just be waiting but luckily like thanks to sean rice and john simmons of simmons motorsports it turned into some racing and you know walker racing development put me into that number 19 midget so that was super cool and in the downtime i've had some new sponsors come on board uh scott septic service uh standard trust um, which is like a trust company in aberdeen right. washington um, another motorsports team uh powell's motorsports they reached out and they helped me get back on track, which is really cool. So they had a donation for us. So just a lot of people kind of putting their hands in the stream. All those guys right. donate. That goes towards the racing. It just goes um, towards that, yeah. Like the big donations, I've had a couple big donations of like 150 bucks through the stream that I put directly into the race, into the motor right away. Um, but everything that's in that stream account as far as the star donations, that's about to be, like I said, that's all merch. Right. Um, getting ready so yeah getting that that website ready for the merch yeah lots of moving pieces <laughs> um so you told me that you just recently went to what, machine gun kelly oh yeah dude i went to mgk on tuesday that was sick in seattle um i think it's called like showbox showbox soto or something yeah like showbox that. soto there's a couple there's like two that. of them i've gone to the wrong one before yeah i don't know but it was tight yeah it was sick, dude. Yeah, it was time. sold out. Like, he puts on a good show. Yeah. Like, some, some rappers, like, it's not a lot of actual rapping, and when they do, it's like they're yelling too much so it doesn't right. come across good. But, like, sound quality was good. I'm huge on sound quality. So Right. Sound quality was good. He was good, put on a good show. And, like, he didn't have no opener. No. It was just was a it. DJ. Huh. Like, That's a DJ dope. for a little while, and people were just, like, dancing and shit, but... Then he went out for like two hours. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Just by so, himself. By I don't himself, know too many of, of songs. A lot of songs. Yeah. I didn't know too many of them, but fuck, dude. I do now. They're, it was good. Well, I mean, this this will probably be on the, the first podcast, so if you missed that one, go back and listen to it. But yeah, as you know, I just recently got kicked out of Wu-Tang. The, that was like oh before the opener. 
So you'll have to listen to the other podcasts. I'll, I'll tell you like the, the long and short of it, but I basically lit up a joint before the opener Jeez. with the lights on and and got kicked out. And yeah, see, I can't be doing shit like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can, like, but I, I obviously I couldn't. So the Wamu Theater ain't nothing to fuck with. Then yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kick my ass out real quick. That sucks. I know. I was so looking. For, I'm such a big Wu Tang fan, man. I just was so looking forward to it. But Nas is coming around soon, so I think I'm gonna go and go to that one so but my wife is really cool she was like the next day she was or that night she was looking up tickets on like uh, where the next spot was yeah she's like do you want to go to canada i'm like babe i you know are they tour do you know if they're like in a tour again i think they're touring yeah i think they're on tour right now for the 25th anniversary of the 36 chambers are they going to again at any point do you know i'm sure i I think they just are getting back together because there was a whole documentary about it so i think they're just getting back together um after like being apart for a while that's good then. they haven't done it at least you're not like missing out on a whole bunch of shit then. no like, and that was the last time ever i would have been like fucking go to canada no yeah no and then they've got um one of the dudes uh in wu-tang inspected deck has his own gr- other side group called Zarface, which is like one of my favorite new artists that it's him and two other guys and it's really good so if you haven't heard that that shit that shit's really good hell yeah um, check that shit out that'll get you hell going yeah. for uh before your race that'll get you that's some good shit yo can we do like can we talk about some music for a second yeah have yeah. you heard of jordy sam Jordy Sam, no. He's kind of local. He's a Washington dude. No, I haven't heard him. Like, I'm going to have to more, put him on the list to listen he's to. He's more R&B. More R&B. Like, it isn't always hard-ass bars. Some things, like, some songs are hard-ass bars, but for the most part, it's R&B. But, like, have you heard of Lady Dice? No, I haven't heard any of these Damn. people. Is this all local, though? No, Lady Dice isn't Lady no. Dice. I'm pretty sure she's pretty huge. Lady I don't even know Dice. where she's out of. I, I might know. have. Pull up, I don't know. Do you got your phone on you? Google I, Lady Dice. She's out of somewhere. She's pretty big. Obviously, she's out of somewhere, but I'd like to know where. Um, but he just did a song with her called Elevate, and it's like R&B, like some baby-making shit, but it's good. Southern California? Southern California, yeah. Southern California is where she's out of, and she's like one hell of a singer, and he just did a song with her. She's the feature on it. He did one song like a couple months ago that like, um, or not a couple months ago, excuse me. It was March Madness last year. And during all of the ads from right. ESPN, they were playing his music because he had the song about balling. Mm-hmm. And like, it just, it was sick, dude. It was on all the ads. And like, I don't know, he's kind of local, but like he has some low key fucking That's bangers right. that like no one's listening Jordy to. Sam, so like, said. Yeah, I play him on my I play him on my stream at the beginning. Have I told you about? Uh, I'm gonna say this a thousand times on the podcast because I fucking love this group and I just got into them like a week and a half, two weeks ago. But Earth Gang, have I told you about Earth Gang? No. They yeah. text me that at some point. Earth Gang, yeah. I listened to uh, pretty much. I just went through all of their shit and just started listening to it. But they're a rap duo from Atlanta, man, and they sound like. Atlanta part, has part outcast, part far side. Like they just they go hard, and they Atlanta both are good. Yeah, and they're both good. Like with I love outcast, but like there was a significant like kind of there was a significant like difference in talent between sure. Andre three thousand and Big Boy. Yep. Um, I mean they're both great together. You know, don't get me yeah. wrong, but Andre just was. Andre 3000. Yeah, he's on a different level, dude. But these two, they're both, like, I feel like they're both on the same level. Like, they're both different 
unique really like sure good styles like there's a lot of good music out there there's a lot of people bitch that hip-hop is like shit but there's a lot of good <clears throat> hip-hop you just have you to gotta look for it. you really you do look. you have to look for it. you have to be i haven't heard to of the baby for a long time but he still spits hood ass bars yeah like everyone always talks like some shit like all rappers rap is mumble rap. Well, if all there is is mumble rap, then you're just hanging out with someone that only listens to fucking mumble rap. Right. And maybe you you got bad friends exactly. that listen to shitty shit. Yeah. That's not like, you know. You There's just, good shit. You that's your own find. fault. Right. You know what I mean? Just fucking And be look. open to other shit. Like, if you're not going to be open to other shit, you got to listen to it. Like I, I try to just get on that Spotify uh, rap caviar like yeah. once every two weeks. Because they refresh it and change. Do you that ever playlist? use uh, Dat Piff Mobile? You ever check out Dat Piff? I have Mobile? it. It's an app. It's, that that Piff shit's was my shit like years ago. Back in the day, yeah. And I remember datpiff.com. I completely forgot about Dat Piff. I used to get all get my, my shit. Yeah, dude, I get all my shit from there. And I had downloaded it on my original like HTC My Touch. And so <laughs> when I was like going through my shit, I had a. But my buddy loaded that thing full of songs. There's so was a hundred people through. going, what the fuck is a My Touch? <laughs> yeah, they, they had a ball in the little thing that you had to use. It didn't have, it had like Smart. mild touch, touch screen. But I had that My Touch and man, I was going through that thing and I had so many songs loaded onto that thing that, and I found, oh, I just found a bunch of shit and it was crazy, man. I can't, couldn't believe it. Wow. Could not believe it. Wow, dude. Yeah, I haven't. I really pretty much use Spotify mainly. Like, I used to have Apple Music, and then I got off iPhone, so I thought I couldn't have it anymore, but it turns out, like, Apple Music is just an app, and you could have it on whatever. So like, Right. But now that I have it all switched over to Spotify, I'm not doing it all again, so... Well... Spotify till I die. I've been using Amazon <laughs> Prime just because it comes with our Prime. So like every Friday when the new music comes out. And so I should shout out real quick while we're talking about this, I guess, that the, the we itty bitty podcast network i guess is gonna kind of be a thing down the road but the other show that we're gonna launch is gonna be called choice nugs only and mm. it's gonna be a, a podcast about um weekly breakdown of music just so music we'll, specifically yeah just music so that's gonna have a, me and my co-host carson so he's gonna we're, be doing that with me and nice. we're gonna basically you know we have different tastes kind of and shit. so we're gonna he's gonna listen to his listen to what he likes well not necessarily what he likes we're gonna listen to it all and kind of go come back and talk about what we like not about what we don't yeah, like sure and then um we're gonna do a spotify playlist i think to go with it each week so i think that's like the plan so if you're interested in music at all you can check out choice nugs only oh, yeah. that's gonna be Definitely. on there so we'll Definitely. You can find that on the, the website um the other thing i was gonna say getting back to hip-hop i want to kind of loop back around to hip-hop here um that's talking all i about listen Nipsey. to on the hype yeah that's all yeah. i mean i listen to it it's hard because when i'm making i love one of the things i love to do is like i like to put music playlists together and shit like for summertime yep. i love to be able to show people new music but it's hard because you have people that just want to listen to the same things shit. and you're like bro we're at a cookout like can we listen to anything different like can we get something new so what i've learned is that if you mix it up enough like if you make a playlist and you kind of mix it up enough and you have enough of a mix for enough of people and i i like everything like hip-hop's my favorite like that's the shit that just like when i was single alone in like la that was the shit that like got yep. me through yeah but like now i can listen to anything you know i love everything and anything yep. and everything but you 
when you make a playlist, it's got to be something for everybody. Otherwise, they're like, what is this? Yeah, totally. It's like, dude, it's three and a half minutes. Just wait and the next one will come on. Yeah, like, I hate when people sure. have to bitch about the music. It's yep. like, come on, man. Like, the, the, that shit's going to be over in a minute. Just, it's yeah. not just for you. Like, and just because you don't like this music doesn't mean that it's shitty music, you know? Don't just be like, oh, this sucks. Like, it's yeah. just not for you. You know, this might be yeah, for different somebody strokes else. for different folks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what the whole, that show is going to be about. But getting back to the hip hop anyway. Um, speaking of Nipsey and like getting into Nipsey almost a little bit late. Um, the other person that I got into a little bit late was Mac Miller, man. Like I, his new Shit. album had just come out and I, that was my first, like I had heard the, what was that Donald Trump song? Is yeah. that the one that he had? I'd heard that and I was like, oh, I don't really know much about him. Um, but then I heard his latest album and then like a couple weeks later or whenever it was, album, it was, he was already depressed. Dude. Yeah. But that album is amazing. Have you yeah, heard it? Yeah, I, that was yeah. my first initial. I, I started listening to Mac Miller, I believe in ninth grade. In ninth grade. So he's kind of like your Wu-Tang clan. Yeah. Like Kool-Aid and frozen pizza. Okay. Kids, you know, the kids mixed right. Day. See, I don't know. I see. I was still getting into him, so like, you're gonna have to send me stuff to get into with him because yeah, I dude, still am like, kind of like listening to stuff as I go with him. But yeah, he's really he was one that I was like, fuck, man, how did I not get into this dude until he like was about to pass away? So yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, seriously, like, yeah, I've been lo- in ninth grade. Everyone was listening to him. Like everyone was listening to right. him, man. Just like, getting down on it. Just. I don't know, man. He was just a kid. He was just wild. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. He got super depressed. It seems like I don't know him. I don't right, know him that yeah. well. Like, I mean, I'm obviously just like outside looking in, just bullshitting right. like anyone else. But I feel like, like a lot of those kids take Xanax and shit because yeah. they're like, they're the pressure is so so high. Like, do you know? Do you know who Billie Eilish is? Yeah. So I I like she's super talented, but like you can tell from her first album to her second album. And I think there's like a video online of her like doing an interview like a year apart. And she's like, from the first one to the second one, she's super depressed and shit. But like you can tell from her music from the album, from the first album to the second one, it's like, it definitely goes on like a down, downward kind of tick. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm not saying I'm anywhere even nearly as close, but I do know this, like I'm busy all the time and it's draining. right. It's draining to always be doing something, always like always have shit. a plan, right. always have the next thing you need to do. That's kind of a bummer. I mean, they're on a whole nother level. Like I can't even compare to that. Yeah. Not even close, but always have something to do. Like right. for them, it's probably walking onto a plane and chilling and then getting off and doing an interview or whatever. But to me, it's like I I do a lot of work racing and then have to stop that to work a normal job and like press pause on it and that just gives it less time and it feels like more crammed but i just got to make it work until that's all all that i'm doing until that's like the main right until we just basically that's the idea basically just look for a sponsor that wants national exposure and can cover the cost of running a national tour damn um i was gonna ask you uh, about where was i lost my train of thought here um Okay, going back to racing. Um, so are you, it's, you're driving super fast. You're, one of the things that you told me that, that intrigued me about having you on a podcast, even though I know nothing, absolutely nothing about racing, um, and this, you know, isn't a, a necessarily a racing podcast, um, but one of the things that, that I do know is that you drive super fast, and you 
you acknowledged the fact that like you could pretty much die at any time and it was like you were just kind of like you said it so calmly and so that was one of the main reasons why I was like I kind of want to talk to this dude on the podcast because that shit's kind of like it was just the way you said it which you were like you know if I if I crash and these things like will snap my legs and and you know pretty much I'm fucked and I'm like you just well, said yeah, that shit's well, super calm like you should be we a little bit more over the worked car, up the drive line's right in between your ankles I mean right. if it breaks it smashes your ankles That's I know why but you we... just said it's super calm like you okay. shouldn't have been so calm about it I don't know it's just like <laughs> you have obviously it's there like right you know like you it's not like you're getting into it you don't get in and go oh wow this is like 12 point safety rating with airbags right, all over right. it you know you're like getting into a bunch of metal, metal bars frame. that are welded together right. w- inside of another piece of metal that's just kind of curved for your body you know like once your body is going that fast if you stop it metal is what's stopping it and your body is not made for that yeah like we have the some of the best safety equipment and we do our absolute best to stay safe i have like a, a mold inside my seat that like you know, holds me in there and it's, you know, super padded and it's super protective. And I have, um, you know, very good safety equipment. I have a fire suit, um, you know, head and neck restraint, lots of things to help keep you safe, but people do get hurt every single year and people do die every single year. So you just, do they have like a name for it when you like die in the, the line of duty, I guess? No. Is that, like, the ideal way to go if you're a racer? Is I like, mean... Or are you like, no, fuck that. Like, I'd rather just die like, <laughs> of something where it's not a painful. I don't know. I mean, who's to say if it is painful? You know, I think, I'm you never pretty really sure know. it'd be painful. I mean, I mean be, if you hit your head super hard. Yeah, I guess you know, And a shock, lot of the... A lot of the... Afterwards would definitely be... I mean, if... Yeah, man. I'm honestly... I'm honestly not too I'm sure. I'm not trying to make you think about that I'm shit. I'm not too sure. Just, that, that's yeah, that's no, where my cool. mind goes because I'm not no, in I, it, you know? No, I get that. And that's the part that fascinates I me. I get that. It. And that's cool. But, like, I don't know. I just don't think about that part too much. You know, like, if I were to if I were to race thinking about that, that would be a mental block. That would be something else to think about. And right. And if you're, if you're thinking... And you've been doing it so long. It's just second nature. Right. And if you're thinking while you're doing it, like, you're already too late. Like, right. it's all about reaction. You just have to be quick. You just have to be quick. You have to react to the situations, deal with the situations calmly. It's all about being calm and it's all about being patient while maintaining your speed. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, you just treat everything like that and like, you know, it's there, but like, I don't know. It's like if your kid, if you have a kid and he falls and cuts his fucking leg open and you freak out and make a big deal, that kid's probably going to freak out anytime he gets cut over. But like, if he gets cut and you just laugh, then he probably will have, he'll deal with pain better. Right. Deal with situations better. So, you know, when you talk about it, if you just like brush it off, you can always brush it off. If you make it a big deal, then it's just, yeah, then it is a big deal right. and it will affect you. You know, it's all like, it's very much a mental game. You know what I mean? Right. You can't go into a fight thinking you're going to lose. So out of there's the mental part and then, what about like physical part? Are you doing any type of physical? Yeah. So like before the season, I was working out a lot. And then honestly, when the motor blew up, I was super depressed. I just stopped working out because I was like, oh my God, I just need to work and right. find money. And like, it's hard once you get out of it. I was freaking out. Right. And then right after that, it's just been like, I've been so busy racing and working and stuff. Like 
I haven't even had time. I wanted to work out today, right. and then I remembered I had to record this podcast. Gotcha. And then my bad, man. No, it's not your fault. And then as soon as this out. is done, I'm gonna work on some stuff on the cars too. Get ready for you know Sean Rice to race the the Brownfield and that Simmons number nine machine, mm-hmm. and then my motor gets back Tuesday. So I'm I'm basically gonna have a week off here, um, but. After all the racing I've been doing the past couple of weeks without even having a motor, I'm just so thankful that, like, it's not even a huge deal. And my motor is going to come back. And, dude, like, I know you've seen my car. It's a nice machine. Right. It's a very nice really machine. Nice. Colors and are dope, too. Thank you. That's what I was trying to do is the logo. And, um, you know, it's a nice machine, and it's going to have a new motor in it. It's a new car. So I'm excited, dude. So I guess we should... Let me ask you, you've got a couple of races coming up. When can people come see you? All right. So really the best thing to do at this point is watch my social media because at the beginning of the year, we were really locked into doing Elma and Skagit. They had what was called the dual track challenge. Right. Uh, this engine builder from Washington, um, who's probably like the third biggest in the nation, um, who was out of Washington, issued a challenge that whoever can race 17 races between Elma and Skagit for specific weekends um, is entered to win one of his motors brand new. Nice. So we were going to do that. Then because our motor blew up, now we're no longer really locked to this area. And we had so many weekends scheduled to be here that now we're just like, what race could we go to that has the biggest check? Right. So we're just kind of, you know... Now that we know exactly when we're getting the motor back, we're restructuring the schedule around what is most money effective, what races pay the most, and how far is it to get there, Right. and what has the potential of coming as close to breaking even and making profit as possible. Right. So. Um, and this will have already aired, but we're going to, we will have already done this, but we're going to do a stream together is that what we were talking about yeah so uh, we, we don't we don't have to really hype it up because it will have already aired yeah i mean you guys probably already seen it at this but point but hopefully it didn't suck and i apologize and hopefully we actually got some people to come over and hopefully it's not just like yeah two hopefully people you guys are checking like, this out from from the first stream where you saw saw perry yeah um you know shout out to you guys thanks for tuning in um and hopefully you know, i don't embarrass myself too nah, much dude you'll that, be good you'll yeah. be good well, yeah, it'll be fun, though. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have you on there. I'm sure Sure, people will be super cool. This we'll is see. this I have to actually, like, I have to kind of, you know, be, like, uh, in the in control, kind of. And so that'll be fun to kind of be on the other end and see. Yeah, and this that you're the kinda, host. Right, yeah. And this is, like, pretty, uh, on the Irish pretty much stream, the first I'm the one. And I, I'm not professional at all. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 30 years old and just decided that I wanted to get into podcasting. Dude, so I have no you. professional experience Fuck, whatsoever. How many, how many people are like just going to work every day and coming home? Uh, yeah, like, a lot. A lot of people go to work, come home. That's it. Right. Repeat. That's it. Like, I, I actually have this conversation all the time. Like people will be like, it's so cool that you're doing exactly what you want to do. And you're like doing everything to make that dream come true. And I'm like, didn't you ever want to do something? Right. And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, what's stopping you from doing it too? Right. Like, it's not, for me to chase a dream is like, it shouldn't seem so fucking crazy. No, exactly. No. And I, like, it's not even a big fucking deal. Well, the reason, I mean, you, you, 
I've been talking to you a little bit about doing this podcast, but I kept it quiet for a while. You know, I've been working on it for about a year. Um, and the reason I kept it quiet wasn't because I didn't think that it would be good or I wasn't like, I was embarrassed about it, but I've done stuff in the past. You know, I, I had a food cart that I got up and running, um, got it up and running. It was like, you know, I did an event at a comic book store. So it was like, I got to sling my steak and cheese subs at a comic book store, got that experience. Um, and then I was like, you know what, this is not what I want to be doing at this point in my life. Yeah, I'm kind of at the end of my restaurant game. And so like, I just, and I had lost a bunch of money on, on the food cart. So, you know, I kind of, yeah, it, it kind of totally. fell apart and it kind of was something that I was ready to walk away from. Sure. Um, but you have to try that shit and, and, and experience it, you know, and I, I, I tried to get a bartending thing going when I was in LA. That was like my first attempt. I was like, you know what? Man, like, as I a learned bartender, how to, you got to see some crazy shit. I saw a lot of shit when I was a bartender. Yeah, I met some like famous people in LA. Like I worked in LA. I worked in Massachusetts as, as a bartender. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some shit. Um, let me think. The, the game. So since we were talking about hip hop, um, the game came into. I worked at a bowling alley in the San Fernando Valley in L.A. Really. And I would see you'd see the game at like the mall and shit, and he would come in. Because he was just out there. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. just kicking it. Yeah, big dude. Like, um, and so he came into the bowling alley one night, and the bowling alley was always popping. Like, the, we had leagues that would come and bowl. And I know you bowl, so you know yeah. like bowling alleys can get get pretty popular. Yep. So they came in, and there was probably there was another there was league night that night. It was like a Friday night. There was leagues that night, and then I think there was another like party. And then the game showed up with about I'm not even fucking bullshitting you like 35, 40 people just to bowl. Jeez. No, they didn't call nothing. So they're taking up half the lane, and we were busy. I walked in at like eight o'clock, and it was dead. There was nobody in there. 8.30, it was like nonstop busy until we ran. And this is like, this is going to sound fucked up. This is going to sound made up. This is exactly what happened. We ran out of Hennessy at like 1 o'clock in the morning. And the other bartender yelled, we're out of Hennessy. And everybody left because it was all the <laughs> games people. And they were like, this shit's for the game. Like they were trying to cut people like this shit's for the game. I'm like, you're not the game. Like I, I have an order, man. Like this is how this is a bartender. Yeah. So I was still, but we banged it out. We got everybody uh, taken care of. And once we, the other bartender was like, we're out of Hennessy. And because that's all we were selling. As soon as she said that they took off. And that was, so that was pretty interesting. Um, and it just, you know, LA was just, there was always different celebrities and shit. I don't, the, the most stories were just like afterwards, just Martin. Hmm. like when I lived in LA, I had a, a house that we all lived in with a pool. And so we would have like Sunday fun day where we would drink margaritas and show oh, up, hell yeah. show I up like, <laughs> it would just be us and like girls in bikinis that we worked with. Yeah. And then we'd show up like a half hour late to go to work. Everybody was drunk Perfect. and we'd all be the best servers and bartenders. And so like, we never got spoken to. And I know they smell this cause I showed up one time and I wasn't boozing and I'm like, you guys smell like alcohol, Oh my god! but we had a lot of fun. I mean, the, most of it was just outside of, of the restaurant industry so we did a lot of a lot of i could sit here for hours and tell bartending stories just that's crazy b- behind the bar and on the other side of the bar like i've been kicked out of bars it's uh, listen to the podcast and you'll you'll hear a lot oh, yeah, of a lot sure. of stories i've lived in massachusetts la and now washington and i'm i do dumb shit all the time Fuck. so if you want to hear about my life and make your life feel a little bit better because i do dumb shit constantly <laughs> so <laughs> 
Um, but I guess we should start getting wrapped up. I don't want to hold you up too long. This has been really fun. But uh, do you want to plug anything while you're here? Obviously, we talked a little bit about the streaming, but let's say it just one more time so we can get it just right down. Yeah. So uh, I got an iRacing stream. If you're into like gaming streams, I stream my racing simulator and how I practice outside of the car on my Facebook page, which is Michael Millard Racing. Uh, tune into that as well to like follow racing updates and what cars I'll be in and where I'll be racing at. Um, also check out my Instagram at Michael Millard 23. Check that stuff out. Um, really, it's just, it's pretty sweet. And now I, I have a, uh, what's that called? The Squarespace website. Oh, Squarespace. Uh, yeah. So michaelmillardracing.com now is a merch, has a merch site where is you can live? go on like. Um, or it will be live soon. By the time well, this airs, probably. By the time this airs, it probably will be. Okay. Um, it, at the moment, No. It's almost done though. Right. And so I got some merch coming. So definitely check out my MikeMillardRacing.com and check out the swag. We're going to have like some shirts, sunglasses, bands. They're all going to match the, the scheme we have. And um, that way it's kind of like swaggy, you know, it looks good. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I got to get a sticker for my box from you before we leave too, before I take off. Yeah, for sure, man. Also, shouts out to all my sponsors, Walker Racing Development, Scott Septic, Standard Trust. Uh, Dryden Racing Media, Piles Motorsports, all the guys that help make it happen, Lightspeed Technology, Donaut Racing Engines. Shouts out to all those guys. And, uh, you know, thanks for just being a part of the team and helping me out and helping this thing go around. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to wrap it up here, um, but keep tuning into the podcast. Um, and you can go to ittybittypodcast.com to check out all the social media stuff. Um, and you can also email us if you have anything that you want to add to the conversation. Just jump on that website, and there's a place to do it. So um, by the time this airs, that stuff should all be live. So um, thank you, guys, and I guess we'll see you guys next week. Peace. All right, that's going to be our show for this week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for Michael Millard of Michael Millard Racing for coming on and spending some time talking to us. Um, check him out on that, at a race near you soon or on uh, Michael Millard Racing on his Facebook page. He also has michaelmillardracing.com as well. Um, and check us out at ittybittypodcast.com. From there, you can subscribe to the show. Um, and then, yeah, don't forget to download, review, and subscribe. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Bye.